And welcome back to the main segment of the Raging Marks Wrestling Podcast. Today we're doing music theme songs. And Randy, cut two, man. What are we doing? Well, we're going to start with a little ditty that brings us back to the early 1980s. To the Peach State, Atlanta, Georgia, Bad Street, USA. Alright, so one of our... Our six iconic songs that we have on our list. One of the first ones is going to be Bad Street USA because it's kind of one of the first Real really losing songs that, that there was original, nothing that was uh, not orchestra, uh, okay. symphony related. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm so sorry for cutting you off. I just had a thought on my mind. Great call. We did six iconic songs and I love them all. This one was probably the one I was least familiar with, but to kudos to back uh, to um, the group Michael P.S. Hayes, uh, Free Freebirds, because they were the first ones to bring like the Leonard Skinner Freebirds into WCCW before they had all this intellectual property rights, and I think they kind of got rock and roll themes really into the mainstream, like the themes you see today is because of what the Freebirds did back then in Dallas. And this is a good song, man. 80s. It still yeah. hits today. I mean, oh, yeah, dude. I'm joining them. Dude, you don't want to be walking around the bad streets? Shit. Yeah. I, I remember as a kid, you know, I guess because I owned all this one here. But I remember watching and be like, oh, Free Bird's coming on. Here that year it on. Let's go. Free Bird's going there. Bring back all the memories back in the, in the day. You know, and, and you kind of think, too, about, like, heels that have like great music and it's like you're supposed to hate these guys but man that music fucking hits. Can you boo it when you got a good song you like? And, and it's like it can all be traced back to right here. It's like man like especially in Texas you're supposed to fucking hate the Freebirds but it's like man if your head ain't bopping to this freaking song I don't know what's wrong with Something's wrong with you. Yeah. But as really says great heels with great songs and memorable songs and how you can hate them but then there's those baby face theme songs that once you hear it, especially if you were born in the 80s and you grew up in wrestling, you just hear this one song and it's just... Dude. It just brings back some of the iconic like video packages back in the day and you just see the hoaxster walking and you see a thousand of kids following coming up walking up a bridge i want to say a bridge I mean, there's one thing with a bridge and you see a million fucking kids just following this was so iconic i'm getting amped up just hearing it now like i missed this when hogan left wwf to go to wcw i missed this theme song for like 10 years not that I couldn't go in there and look it but up you had, but, like, but you had the wcw american made song <laughs> but no look that, that this song, like, what sells you on how great this song is, or how great this song is, is when you look at the Attitude Era, of course, like, NWO and Hogan were doing a thing at WCW. The fact that fucking Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe would come out to this shit they did, that's and right. start just fucking, and the crowd would eat that shit up, that's what fucking sold me on this shit again, man. Because, I mean, dude, growing up, as a kid in the late 80s and early 90s watching WWF, you know, hearing this song, you knew that, you know, 
Hulkster was gonna come out, wreck shit, pose, Hogan must pose, brother. But it's just that iconic of a song that even you hear in the modern day, take Hogan out of the equation. Central Hogan. Still gets you I pumped. I fucking love this song. Still love it. Uh, yeah, iconic. Dude, like, you ha this has to be on your 4th of July play mix, man. 100%. Like, come on. Memorial Day, freaking Labor Day, whatever. If it's like a great American holiday, this song has to be playing somewhere in the background. Agreed. So... Our next entry of our iconic song, and I like to say it because we always said the Sandman in ECW is just a fucking entrance. It can't fucking wrestle, it's just an entrance. But there's this one iconic theme song that pretty was a pre-Sandman. He was just a fucking entrance. And that was the Ultimate Warrior. That shit would... If you want to talk about something that gets the blood coursing through your veins, like literally, if you want to talk about like hulking up, you're just seeing like like a Popeye moment, going from being you know nothing to just bulging muscles and ready to just wreck shit. The fact that this music amps you up and you see this ball of muscle just come out of bat out of hell, right out of the freaking uh, curtains and just run full speed and just like. The music is amping you up as a fan, and he's just shaking shit. Like, I'm getting pumped up hearing this. Like, yeah, Ultimate Warrior sucked in the ring, but like, holy crap, that, that entrance, it was so over. This is all up, baby. It's all up. Like, like there, there's no down. It's all up. I mean, I want to shake ropes. I want to shake this fucking table right I know. now. I just want to wreck shit every time I hear this song. It's like... 37, I just started right running down, down the street, my hall right now, and just start running and shaking shit. I actually have a few of my friends that are like, they had shown me a uh, Facebook uh, video of a dude dressed as an ultimate warrior like running on a golf course. He just and I'm like, all right, Randy, when are you going to do this? And I'm like, well, I maybe need to lose a little belly fat before I'll, I'll even consider doing that. But you know what? I hear this song, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I got to do it. I'll strip down, and I'm I'll jump in that. that. I want to say 88, 89, Lakefront Arena. Ultimate Warrior versus Andre the Giant. The song hits. I'm with my god brother. And the song hits. Fucking crowd. It's on loop. The, the crowd goes fucking wild when it hits. He runs down the fucking thing. Hits five fucking clotheslines. Pins Andre. Runs right back out. The fucking song never got off. <laughs> and I just remember being there, being a dumbass little kid, and we were just like, yeah, and then we're like, the man's just like, huh? What's my word? Oh, yeah! Song was fucking it, and then the guy's gone, I'm like, like, what the fuck? Did we just like, now I look back, I'm like, that's the dumbest shit. That was the dumbest <laughs> shit. Five fucking clotheslines. Duh. Andre Johnny got beat with five fucking clotheslines and a fucking splash. And yeah. Literally, you didn't even get this fucking hand raised. Just ran fucking out. I'm like, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> but uh, it's also only like a minute. It's like two minutes or something long. I'm glad you put it on loop because I was about like, I was about to be like, shit, don't let it go to the next yeah, song. I, know. I was like, please. <laughs> he had to run because there's only like a minute, 13 seconds or some shit that's how the, the, the theme song is. Look at that. It's all up. It's no down. It's just all it's up. It's just ass kicking. <laughs> oh, and I just think, yeah. 
when he came out to beat the Honky Tonk Man, the song popped, dude. That crowd was insane. It is also so deliciously 80s, though. I know, I love it too. 80s hair, hair metal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They just rock. So our next, our next entrant, we got someone who had many different themes. But one of the most iconic ones is the rest in peace version of The Undertaker. Because it has pretty much a little bit of everything except for the Limp Biscuit one. Uh, but it has, it has parts of his first entrant back in 1990 to remake of 94, 98, and to this day. This is probably the one that has introduces little pieces, bits of pieces. That you have to pick up on. Yeah, I mean, you had Kid Rock, American Badass, you had Limp Biscuit rolling when we had Biker Taker and everything. But I mean, especially when he came back at WrestleMania 20 to wrestle Kane, and he basically debuted this, yeah, at least like the the more updated version of the song from his classic days. Is like this is the taker that will live forever. Like when we think of Undertaker, this is the theme that I think we almost immediately go to first and foremost. Yeah, and I always kind of took Undertaker for granted because I was like, oh god, here comes like a ten-minute theme song, and like. But as I grew older, you're like, and you have a, more, a bunch bigger appreciation for this because that's what he was, especially at WrestleMania. Oh, at WrestleMania 30, when we saw him walk down that aisle. You really appreciated the majesty of it and grew to like, okay, now I get the, the part of the character. It, it's like, yes, like, we talk about wrestlers being all about entrance and, and everything. And it's like, yes, the, the entrance is as iconic as anything when it comes to the Taker. But especially Taker at Mania. Yeah, it may take him forever to get to the ring, but I like, was okay once, with the match, that. once the match started, you knew shit was about to oh, yeah. go down. But it's the guy... You have to think about how Mark Calloway lived that gimmick 24 hours a day yes. mm-hmm. and protected it so much, but it's just the little things that he do, you know, that, that he does. The walking, the slow walk. Not Everything is on purpose. That slow walk, the turn, the opening up the jacket. Like, I just did it like, fucking you can see me doing it. But just the, the opening of the of the jacket, that little swipe. The, the standing on the standing steel on steps, the steel steps. Slowly raising the hands. The taking the hat off. Everything has a, it's it's slow, it's methodical, it has a purpose, and it makes your attention on him. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the few people that think the whole time your your eyes is on him and in the ring. And also with the thing, he also brought it in the ring as well. Oh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to make sure I got the right one. I'm going to hit this next button. I have to go back. So, then they got this just... I mean... I was, I well, look, it. I was about to say, because I couldn't tell if this was on your personal five or if this was, like, iconic five. And I was going to say, if this was not iconic five, this is iconic then five. there's something wrong. Yeah. I mean, come on. This, what, what needs to be said? You you hear this song, you immediately just like the, you can just see the fans from the '90s and the Attitude Era just losing their minds. 
It's like you hear that time. glass break, you knew somebody was getting their ass kicked. You knew shit was going down. But yeah. But the thing is, is in the nineties, the only shit you heard is the glass break. Because the fucking pops would be like, you don't hear the song, it's just that glass break. And that's it. You already know. And the crowd's going hysterical. Oh, that was the biggest minds. pops ever in the history of the business. Always of his song, especially in the Attitude Era, when he's your number one top guy in the history of the business. Absolutely. And then you had like a couple of like um, remixes of the song, whether it be like Disturbed. I enjoyed the Disturbed one, but. I mean, they were good, but this right oh, here yeah. is the all time classic, and that's why when you hear it now. Whenever Stone Cold comes back nowadays, you, you always go back. back to this because this is the one you that will words or something. Nope. His his walk, just how like Undertaker has that slow. He has that fast, like that this fast dude pace. Was walking fast, he's ready to kick some ass, get down to business. Somebody's gonna stop. But as, as great as iconic this is, holy shit! Who broke fucking? <laughs> <laughs> I had Chinese, I'm sorry. <laughs> it happens, man. I'll let it slide this one time. Holy fuck. <laughs> A brief intermission. <laughs> oh, what the? Let it build up. Yeah, this one takes up time to build up. This is the pinnacle of all entrance themes. Well, just the, the lore... Fucking slingering. I know. I'll get on. The lore of this song, hearing it, I picture Ric Flair in the 80s, walking that aisle with a $10,000 robe. I think a Starcade. Yeah, Starcade, whether it be 83 or... Um, or whatever. You know, you just picture the... Mainly 83, yeah, with that iconic Starcade, green robe. Oh, fuck, it's slingering. My <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just play it. Come on. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I just stayed into it. I'm not editing this shit out. God <laughs> damn. Beef <of> broccoli, baby. <laughs> Beef of no, fuck. Oh, man. Yeah, it had to be on the Rick Flair fucking song, too, right? <laughs> And that's Ric Flair. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's play it. No, play it. We gotta, we gotta do it. We gotta do it justice. Come on. It, it, it's funny. <laughs> I just gotta, re- I gotta bring it back to a point where it won't do the intro because the intro takes a long time. To build intro up. does take a long time though. But to, oh. to, but to build up to that song again, every time you hear this song. Rick Flick coming down with the robe. I just remember sometimes at Nitro, not even coming down to the ring, just coming to the ring, just walking in a suit or whatever. It was still so big. Just hear it like boom, it's building up to the crescendo, and you know who's coming up, the man, the Nature Boy. It was just, you know, you, you think of 2001: Space Odyssey, you think of Space Mountain, you think of to be the man, you gotta beat the man. Yeah. And anytime you hear the song, yes, it is like that pinnacle, like oh shit the man is coming down to the ring. Mm-hmm. A wrestling god is gracing us with his presence. And with the sparklers in the back, called sparklers, you had the little shoot uh, fireworks, the sparkling fireworks coming in the back. 
and it's just a grand entrance, and it's one. It was one of the NWA's and WCW's greatest entrances that they did. That's the money they put into it. See, to me, what I think of it though, going back to Starcade '83, it's the it's the fog machines yep. and it's the laser lights in the background. Like oh, it was that is, you know, oh yeah, it's iconic for sure. Is that all six? Yes, that is all six iconic ones. So now we're going to get into mixing up our couple favorite ones. Um, We're going to start with Kurt. If you want to talk about 80s. Dude, this, I I got to, okay, yeah. I am a sucker for like 80s type synthesizers, 80s rock, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. This is, this hits me, like this is my childhood right here. I was a Jake the Snake fan as a young boy. I loved the DDT. I thought it was one of the greatest finishing moves ever. He didn't need to be an outstanding wrestler. He just needed to hit you with that DDT. Game over. And when you come out to this song, just I just remember seeing the rafters coming down the walk in the aisle, the, the, the faraway zoom shot. This intro, Jake the Snake, I loved it. And I still love it. I was going to say, with, with the sack thrown over his shoulder with Damien mm-hmm. in there or whatever. See, and this just build up. I, it just screams 80s, but I love it. Nah, this, this is tops for me. I would say that like I know you I, like the. Other I also version. I also appreciated his heel, trust me theme, which that had like dark synth to mm-hmm. it, and that that just like ooh. So I'll give an honorable mention oh, to yeah. trust me because that was another iconic Jake intro. It was a good but one. This one just oh man, it is definitely a snapshot of the eighties. Oh, hundred percent, like, yeah. Oh, I love it. I still great do. Theme, great so. thing. Great thing. Alright, so let's go with uh, Randy. Let's do one of the. I'm not going to do the 80s. We'll say that one for later. No, cool. Uh, let's do to the iconic uh, one where people make different make words for it. Yeah. No, create your own lyrics, man. Like, yes, this was a song that got recycled because it was uh, originally for the Patriot. Yes. Yes. In '96. Uh, but then when Kurt Angle came in, you want to talk about somebody taking a theme, making it their own, and just embodying it. I want to talk about like a song that kind of gets me ready to compete or just makes me feel like I'm a champion. This is it. It's almost got like an NBC like um, yeah, a little bit Olympic feel to mm-hmm. it. Like oh, you hear this, oh, we're about to see a gold medal uh, performance, and I mean, of course. Freaking Kurt Angle. The name of the song is freaking metal. Like, I mean, it, it's got that patriotic vibe to it. Shit, I might be adding this to my next cookout playlist uh, <laughs> along with Real American, but you know what? It, it just. Between the whole You Suck chance, you know, whatever. It's just, it was definitely a crowd vibing one. And just to me, it, it, it's iconic. It will live forever. And Kurt Angle will forever be associated with this song. No, I, I love it. Yeah, it's a great song for his character. Great song. Yeah, I agree. Iconic. All right, so going to one of my my list, I'm gonna go to probably the most recent song that's on the list. That's gonna be um, the new Bray Wyatt entrance. And I I felt more in love with it each week hearing it because it's just that it just real. Real faint little piano, 
then it starts building up a little. And it kind of reminds me of a little of his former um, entrances and everything. But this is pretty much pretty... If you think about Bray Wyatt and you listen to the theme, you can pretty much put in his career and his life into it. You can think about... Because he's had some good theme songs as the Bray Wyatt character. But when I've heard this the other the other week when I listened to it when he was coming down the ring for SmackDown, it kinda it did grow on me. I was gonna say like, Living Fear was iconic. What was the one that for WrestleMania that he had the band come out to? Living Fear. Fear. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, catching flies. Mm -hmm. It just it lulls you into a kind of in a, it lulls you but, in and then it hits. So it's but. it's got that build up, but when it hits, it really is good. It just has that little dark. It's dark, but it builds up. It's and then up. you have like, to me, this is like right here. You have that build up, like okay, you had the inner worlds, you had that the dark, and then the frustration. Everything that fucking happened. You got when the when the um, I think what is it? Um, Code Orange. Right here, this is like the, the pain and agony that he had to deal with with the theme being let go, everything. So to me, it's like kind of like you listen to it, put pieces, everything. I think it's more, I'm overanalyzing the fucking song, but that's what I think is what makes me fall in love with it a little more and more every week I hear it, is because it's, you can probably put each little part of it and you can say this is something that, it's a, it's a, he's an onion. This sidebar though. Do we do we not? Uh, can we talk real quick about the QR code from this past week's SmackDown when Bray Wyatt was in the ring cutting a promo and had to kind of tease that the Fiend may be making a comeback? You talk about those. I kind of don't necessarily remember exactly what you're getting at. But... So there, there was a QR code on the microphone when Bray oh. was cutting his promo in the ring. You scan the QR code. It brought you to. An old clip of like Firefly Funhouse where it was gray, oh, okay. and then boom, it was the fiend, and then it was a so possible tease of the fiend maybe making a comeback at some point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, this song is growing though. I do like yeah. it. Let's see, uh, Kurt. Let's want to go back to the '80s or you want to go '90s? Oh, uh, let's do the '90s a little. I go '90s. Uh, is it '90s? Uh, we'll go with triple. Okay, so uh, Triple H just has some very iconic theme songs, and whether or not you want to pick this one or pick the other one, which is a great one as well, which might have bounced back to which might right come back in the future, we don't know, but this one is at the right time, because it was still like had the DX feel to it, but he was breaking away from DX. This was when he broke away from I know, DX, he was the game. he was in the corporation. So this always pumped me up because right there, like, not going to listen to anybody. Like, I get amped up. I still get amped up hearing that. Well, when you think about it, too, it is the perfect encapsulation of where Triple H was in his career at that point because he had his time taken away from him as punishment for the curtain call in Madison yep. Square Garden. Great, so great call So Cold. So you, you do all the hypotheticals. If the curtain call doesn't happen, do we get Austin 316? Do we get the big blow-up? But by this point... Triple H, you know, been... Triple H got jacked. He yep. broke out on his own, and then he was his own character, and this was his theme song. I fucking loved it. 
definitely. I love this song. It fit the attitude era for sure. Yeah, but he's the game. And this is on my top five list because when this first came out, it wasn't Motorhead. They re Motorhead um, redid it, and that's now became that kind. The first one was was horrible sounding. This right here with Motorhead is like I, it should be on that kind list, really. Honestly, I agree with that. It should be on the iconic. The Kurt Angle's metal song, and well, of course, this is way more iconic to me because, yeah, it's Motorhead. You just think of Triple H. You think of him coming down to the ring in the green uh, lights with the water bottle standing the there. Misty. Like that's the thing. It's like people could be an entrance. The entrance is great because all he has is just a light and a fucking water bottle, and he made it fucking awesome. Just Especially with with Motorhead. Was Lenny Motorhead singing? It, yes. It, and then the WrestleMania they had uh, Motorhead right, perform. Right, yeah. Was fucking awesome. But with this. Right here, this part. Start going into the. Uh, we're doing the big epic uh, WrestleMania entrances with the song. It just never got. It's the. It's the game. This is. That's if you go, if you go back to the Reign of Terror. Now, Triple H had a stranglehold on the World Championship on Raw. This is, in a sense, kind of final boss of a video game music. Because, hey, it is time to play the game. Oh, 100%. You are now in boss fight mode. Like, it, it definitely... It's, it's iconic. I mean, it, oh, no it truly is an iconic thing. 100%. Um, let's go to that same era. Randy. Yeah, you know, and, and this is this is one that I was maybe debating, but it's like, you know what? I know Living Color, you know, Cult of Personality was, you know, a song that Punk identified with for the longest time. But to me, this, this was my CM Punk solo. Especially, like, I think of Money in the Bank. Yeah. And I think of as soon as that guitar riff at the beginning starts and that Chicago crowd goes ape shit. You know, that's just an iconic moment. This song, I, I, granted, I'm, I'm a big metal guy. Freaking love, like, rock music. Love hard stuff. And just this does it for me. It just it fucking gets my blood going. Pumps me up every time I hear this song. It's a fucking, to me... This is always going to be an iconic song. It is. To oh, me, yeah. that's CM Punk. When, it's not called yeah, the CM Punk 1, Money in the Bank 2001. We beat Cena for the Bell. Like, the song playing in the background was iconic. And also, when he cashed in Money in the Bank, just hearing this while he's posing for the championship, this will stand out to me. It is a good song. Yeah, actually, I was going to say, being at Extreme Rules, we were at that pay per view. When, you oh, know, Jeff Hardy and, and just Edge beat had Edge that. in the ladder match. Yep. And then all of a sudden, this song comes on, and you're like, "No way!" You thought the show was over. Jeff just won the. Uh, the Everybody been waiting to see that happen. The belt, yeah, the world belt. Yeah, and then boom, and then this kick stops, starts an amazing rivalry with him and Jeff, Jeff Hardy. Hardy. And that's summer, yeah, I think it's 2009. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And the funny thing, we could go from this hard edgy song. Okay, 
I love the 80s, and I love saxophones, and I fucking love Rick Martel, the model. Yeah. I'm sorry. I love it. I love the vignette. I fucking listen the shit out of this song. And again, <laughs> ladies, what do you want? What do you man? Look at me, I'm perfect. Rick the model Martel. Just try some of my fragrance, elegant, and just him posing. And so I just think of John Hamm playing the saxophone, just Saturday Night Live. That's what this screams to me. I love it. I fucking I get down to this shit, man. It's very smooth. It's smooth. I get down. <laughs> okay, so a couple of things for me. It reminds me of like wait, uh, elevator music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it reminds me of wait, like like. When you're on the phone and you're on hold with like a business and they're like, you know, please enjoy the music while your party is reached and something shit like this would play in the background while you're on oh, hold. But even so, this just, to me, I hear this song, I maybe want like a little glass of wine. I was like, drink a glass of wine with this! I want to sell down by the fire with That's my what I'm saying. Food, You know, like, make sweet love. I mean, you know, when this song kicks on, you drink a glass of wine, all of a sudden the shirt starts coming off, buttons start coming down. Hell yeah, man. Kirk strips naked in the mirror to this song. I mean, I might have. Let's see. <laughs> Can't expect to have you again. As you put the sunglasses back on, it's all business. Oh. I love that song. It's also got a very porn vibe to it. You can think about Venus in that one, too. But you know what's better? It's 80s. <laughs> Play the saxophone. Let's keep it, keep it PG-14. We're not gonna go full TVMA here. So before we go to Randy, because... We've been. I don't want to go back to back like we've been doing. I'm gonna give "Real American Is to America" as "Broken Dreams Is to Scotland." So we're just gonna give a little homage to probably UK's one of favorite UK's theme songs. See, so like I know Drew's got his new music. This is one that I believe I added to previous playlist before we narrowed it down to this because like to me this is the Drew McIntyre theme that I thought was rocking I just did a little a little break to get to uh, my get back no 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 I'm, 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 oh no 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 because no. if you want to do a break well I could give you a song that I really like now we can do that later no, I can even show you the song. Look, I am, I am down with that. So, so I just was go a little break because before we go into, uh, dude, whether you love him or you hate him, the, like the Miz's track fucking hits. Okay, when uh, when I go to the gym and I start my workout, I almost always start my workout with this song. Because it's like, I'm here to put in work, I came to play. I'm ready to fucking hit the weights, I'm ready to hit the treadmill, I'm ready to go. And just to be like, this is just fucking hits. I'm not gonna hate on it, because it's, it's not a bad song by any means. And it does get you up right when you hear, I came to play, it's like, yeah, it's, let's go, baby, let's go. That he still got it, so I mean, dude, no, that, that to me, he never changed it, so yeah. That, that, that was like, how, I can't remember what, like the, the stupid shit Miz had before, like when he broke in on the reality check, yeah. and then with him and Miz and Morrison, but then when he broke away and he was a single star and he debuted this, 
Like, oh, I think it's the perfect marriage of yes. wrestler and music. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go one of my top five. We're going to go back into presentation because Finn Balor and NXT had the greatest fucking entrance as a demon. And I think the, how the whole entrance with the heartbeat start hitting and then you start seeing them doing the different themes like if it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre when they were down in Dallas or when they did the UK came out as uh, um, Jack the Ripper yeah, it, it, and then you just see them do a little bit different variations here and there with it but you have the heartbeat start coming in and everything just starts building up to to like to the Cassandra and then you just see him just come up and then he's crawling now he's standing up and then here come the red lights and I mean holy crap when that hits it hits heavy and it's badass and I'm telling you man when this shit came on and take over it was so freaking over with the audience great song then the, the the breakdowns and especially when how he moved it when it had that little breakdown where you just did the arms open and the lights start shining he's walking up the steps and he's still got a little bit of time left playing the crowd doing his thing like the undertaker everything following the music here but we go right now right now this is down the walkway and the crowd raises their arms up and like everybody's doing it Sure, a lot of beer has been spilled out in this song. A lot of shit's been knocked over. But to me, it's like one of those iconic, like, I could go sit back and just watch the entrances of his takeover. Oh, dude. With, oh, with yeah. the, Every the takeover beer. he had with this was awesome. And that's what I kind of miss with Finn. I love, I love Finn Balor now. I, I love the whole, I'm going to bail out of Dom in prison. <laughs> Ex-condom. Come <laughs> on, think about it. It's fucking too fucking funny. But to me, I just, I wish he could bring this back. But I know it's, I think, I think it's it, done. I think, no, I don't think it's no, done. I, I think I, it needs to go away for a little while, and I do foresee this coming back. Whatever he does a face turn or whatever like that, I feel like. You got to bring this back yeah. as a demon. Well, when he so. had the face turn, he never brought it back. We were just Prince Baylor. Yeah. So he stuck with that new gimmick. And then when he made, came back to the roster and fought Roman, he did do the Demon again. And he kind of got... Uh, that was before, before he went back down to NXT. When he went back to NXT to be Prince Prince Balor, uh-huh. he fought Roman before he what? went down. Yeah. Because yeah, AEW was still around. Roman's been champion for two years. No, this was... He fought uh, Roman before he went down to NXT. Back to NXT. But with that one, we're going to start going into another demon. Okay, there's been many renditions of this song. This one I really enjoyed the most. It was just more eerie, and it fit his character better because he had shaved his head, got rid of the mask. And I love, I love heavy metal, and this just mm-hmm. hits for me. Of course, we never had the build-up uh, on TV like no, this. But... Exactly. It kicked right into yeah. it. Yeah. I just love it. It just sounds so crisp and just good. 
It was heavy. It just it was rocked out more than the original. That's why I enjoyed this one way more. Then the singing was a little different. It didn't. He didn't need to sing for the Kane character. But I do like the screaming at the end and all that. I like the song itself, but yeah. Kane's character, you didn't need to sing. That's the only, uh, I guess, critique I will have for the theme song for Kane, but I fucking love this song. It, it just fitted the... When he, I think if he had the hook at the time, he was shooting the movie, but he went bald head and it fit his character. It was a change of pace. Like a lot of guys talk about Miz kept the same song. Like Austin had his difference in change. Like even a lot of guys in that era were kind of changing their songs up with like... Well, because they, they would get... Factor in more with like rock bands, rock bands big the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to do more of that like you know billboard crossover type of yeah. deal. You know, because they were doing because they were doing like, like um, because WWE was also selling albums like of the songs, so they were kind of changing it up to resell the new CD coming out for whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love this song. It's great. Heavy metal is all great, but. The 80s just gave you some great... See, that, that, that's the only thing about trying to find a version of the song to put on the playlist, because yes, it is the graduation song, yes, it is a big orchestral deal, but the whole thing when you heard Pomp and Circumstance hit, and you knew the Macho Man was coming down to the ring, you knew you were seeing excellence in the ring. You were going to see grace, you were going to see beauty, and it was a perfect contrast to the savagery that Macho Man Randy Savage also portrayed. Yeah, when you told me that the first time, I never thought about that, because I was always like, okay, you have this crazy man coming out to this very, like, uh, classical or just, like, well-mannered music that didn't fit the insanity of said character because mm-hmm. Macho Man was just like a whirlwind of like oh yeah machismo just screaming everything but this was very calm and that character came out to this mm-hmm. was just oh look it, it, it's just that, that the perfect contrast of grace and elegance which granted Savage was very but Miss elegant Elizabeth in the ring kind of with Elizabeth bringing the class and everything yeah um Look, man, I, I freaking my wife and I, when we made our entrance for the first time, announced as Mr. and Ms. Boudreaux. Freaking came out to this for a reason. Or granted, look, look, my wife was like, oh, Jesus no, Christ. No she doesn't like fucking wrestling. Shut up. <laughs> nah, even my, co- even my cousin Kyle coming up to me as we were descending down the spiral staircase to make our way to the dance floor for our first dance, he ran up to me. He's like, you did this for Macho Man, and you're like, you're goddamn right. <laughs> and I know, you've heard it now. Like, most people hear the song this day at graduation. Not this guy. I will always, forever forever think of Macho Look, Man. after I got my diploma, I was ready to jump off the stage and give an elbow to somebody, okay? Like, Just do the finger wag in the air. Yeah, yeah man. I say Matt Nick Jackson ain't got shit on me. <laughs> being, the Macho Man being so Greek, walking into the most English fucking song of all time is just hilarious. Because this is a, a, a great... It's a British royal interest like song. Royal interest song. Yeah. yeah, and then for having a Greek, uh, uh, just he's just so Greek. Just like, 
this wild dude with wild hair and a big beard and just some big shades and he had a what's a robe but his uh jacket that had well the, he had the robes he had the robe jacket. he had the jacket this is like it just fit him it, it's it's iconic it is iconic it's iconic you but know, it's it's but again it was like trying to find the right version of the song for this playlist because it's like yes you could find the wcw electric guitar man. version of it on spotify but it's uh, no give me the classic give me and you still hear a little bit of the electric in the jay lethal uh, theme song. He plays a little bit of it at the start. Jay Lethal's. I, look, I could get behind Jay Lethal's too because you also had a little bit of that hip hop bass element in there too. It's kind of cool, yeah. Unique. Wait. You know, and the drums are. Alright. Let's get to some saliva. Now, this is just a good song, but it's made Batista even cooler in my book. Because it. It just hits heavy. Salava is no. It's not a big secret. I'm a big Salava fan because one of my best friends, uh, cousin's the lead singer. He didn't sing this version of it, but he's the lead singer now of Salava, and I just love all their work, pre and, and post. But this one in the entrance, especially when he's coming down the ramp and he hits that freaking, he kind of fist bumps the the ground. And does a little the friction of the like gun, the gun. Yeah. and you got the the pyro that goes right up down. Perfect entrance, and especially when you split up with Evolution, and he's like, "I do walk alone," and it just was perfect for his character. Like when I think of this, and I think of at the end of WrestleMania 21, uh, Batista's holding the the world title up in the air, the big old belt. Like it, hearing this song, the fire was going off. I can't not think of that. But yeah, his entrance with fireworks, machine gun, freaking awesome, man. Yeah, fucking great song. Let me also give another shout out to Saliva and uh, WrestleMania 17 yes. theme, ladies and gentlemen, or one of the WrestleMania 17 themes. Yeah. You know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because like that video package and everything post WrestleMania 17, freaking fantastic. I call them the first first band of wrestling because they're just multiple pay-per-view themes, uh, show themes, there's other um, intro music they've done. They've done a lot with WWE. Just not WWE, also with Madden. They're, they're known for for theme songs and, and their good work. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize it, but they're, they're a great band. Based out of Jacksonville, Florida. Tony, better get on that, man. All right, so now we're getting to our top songs of each. So we're gonna go with Randy. Oh well, I figured I figured we were gonna go with T and K's first, but you know what? Look, we're here now, so fuck. You know, I know this is like maybe recency bias or whatever like that, but look. This song fucking hits, whether it's wrestling or you take wrestling out of the equation. The song hits. It's a fucking great song. The fact that Jericho actually sang his own theme music. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to the other entry right after this, but just the fact that this is a Jericho original. And we talk about, like, Fozzie was putting out original music for a while there when he was still in WWE. There were. And he never, made, he never got the chance to make the change over to this. But then him debuting this, 
at uh, All In. Yeah. Because this album dropped in 2017. So, but to your point, I'm sorry, not to argue, this is your argument, but like, yeah, when the song made the debut, I think it was All In. And then he became champion. Or, um, yeah. But what it got over was the Jericho Fozzie Cruz. Yeah, the, the 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 rock and wrestling rager. Well, because it was a, it was a Fozzie tour that he does, so the fans obviously love the song. But to hear the audience sing the song, and that it, the fact that it carried over the next week and then the week after, and it got bigger and bigger, and the fact that here we are now, um, we're now like three years later, or, or it's three years later almost. Song. It is still sung. It is I mean, still. Let me tell you, you got a hell of a theme song. Dude, as soon as this made its way to touch tunes, where you could play it on the jukebox at uh-huh. the bar, that's what to me solidified it as a great theme, even outside of wrestling. How and many, like, how many songs can you get over without even playing it? When MJF wouldn't allow him to come out to this song, you still had the audience singing this song, getting it over. Like, come on, man, that's a lot to be said. We talk about Jericho reinventing himself time and time again. Uh-huh. And it's like, I know we're, we're going to get into another song in a moment, but just the fact that, like, again, this is, this is the actual person yeah, singing his you. own theme song, and I know we've... Had it with Shawn Michaels and Sexy Boy, or at least the uh, well, the second incarnation of it. Yeah. Wrestlers have done it before, but this is just on a whole other level, and it solidifies his status as a as a rock god, a wrestling god, whatever. Yeah. Lost my damn voice. That was Million Dollar Man's voice in his uh, theme song. Come on, man, too. Yeah. Yeah. He saw Fozzy, and I lost my voice, so. I think the reason why I think subconsciously I, I did that one first because the debut okay. of Chris I was going to be my start yeah. off with this one. But, I'm sorry, that's no. Dude, when you when Y2J hit the screen, it was uh, Tr- uh, Trish Jericho made his debut August of 1999, and he turns around and you see, this song's playing in the background. This song just hits so freaking heavy to me, man. I. Dude, I get down to the song all the time. My all-time favorite theme song right here, Break the Walls Down. And then later, the renditions at WrestleMania, seeing him with, like, doing, he would just stand out, uh, like, crucifix with arms hanging out, and he'd have the, the jacket, the sparkling jacket with the lights, the LED lights. This song gets so freaking heavy. I love this, this song. This is an all-time classic. Plus, it I'm has the that. 1998, and this has the, the name of Judas, his lyric in the song. Yeah. So it kind of goes. Yeah. It does tie together, yeah. Not, I mean, but yeah, like, you, you think of the debut on Raw when you hear this. And look, look, even, even let's go, I'm going to give a shout out, even though it was uh, basically a uh, generic version of Even Flow, mm-hmm. like his theme in WCW. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say it was basically Even Flow, but an instrumental version of it. But still a freaking good song. If there's one thing you could say about Jericho, he has never had terrible ring music. No, he's never had it. And I'm like, man, I don't care. Like, when I hear this song pop, as you're an audience member, I'm getting down. I'm jamming out. This shit just hits heavy to me. I fucking love it. Definitely my number one theme song of all time. So it comes down to my number one. And I'm, I'm actually surprised that you're showing a little love to the AEW. No, remember, I replaced that with the game. 
Oh, yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah. He did. The, one, the, the number one song is, it actually should be iconic. It, it should be. Because when it hits, it goes crazy. And if you go think back of in, um, in Cardiff this past year, you couldn't even fucking hear it. And that is Edge's, Alter oh. Bridge's, Metalingus. Oh, yeah. Because that shit dude when this fucking shit hit Royal Rumble 2020 when they still had a crowd before COVID and he came out as a guest uh, you couldn't even hear the song but in Cardiff Wales when that shit hit you could not I'm like I can't hear the song this this, honestly this is right up there with one of my like all time favorites I mean, I personally love the Judgment Day's Metalinga song, new song. Alter Bridge's new song. Alter Bridge. Alter Bridge, I'm so sorry. Yes, Alter Bridge's new song. song. But, my god, dude, this song is iconic. It's absolutely iconic. This was my ringtone for years. Like, that just such a fucking good song. Yeah. Oh, Judgment Day, Alter Bridge, The Other Side. I fucking love that song. I listen to it all the time. But this song, kudos to them, man. Yeah, no, good replacement. Because, like I said, I that should have been in my time. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm just glad it's in there. I'm glad it, it's in there. It was my number one. It's the first song I put on there. Because that's the... When you think of wrestling theme... Just that, that, that beginning. Because it still has, like... When they play it in WWE... It has it, and it's like from back from his previous previous entrance with the little kind of techno. It just and it just hits, and then the fog hits up, and it's just. When he changed his gimmick to the rated R superstar, and he debuted this song, that was when you knew, like, okay, he's big time. Now. See, it's always had good music because before that he had, you know, like Rod Zombie. He had good songs, and then when he debuted this, when he did kind of change the character, change it up, it fit his rated R superstar character. And the fact that we're still talking about it now, he still comes out to it. It's still popular over. Absolutely. Yeah, this, this is the one, and I know he's had several things, but this is the one that you will, to me, be forever remembered with. Well, this is number one, for sure. Like, you could definitely make the argument with, like, say, a Hulk Hogan. Is it Voodoo Child or is it Real American? You'll have a majority of people have to say Real American, and then there'll be a few like, ah, oh, no, Voodoo Child. This, to me, I think it's no question. You think Edge, you think Metalingus. Yeah. Oh, 100%, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's one of those songs when, when they finally, when you finally look at it, it's like, okay, it's one of those, it was on the album before he he he, he debuted it, and it was okay, it was like, probably the song was like, oh, you know, I heard it before, but it's like, I didn't think about it, but then when you hear it, and be like, oh shit, yeah, that song is fucking awesome, because you hear it every week, and then you see the entrances, and you see everything so uh, to me that's that's my most iconic my favorite entrance name but the one you were alluding to was AEW I like Darby Allen's um song and I know I I, like Kurt said Kurt always says I'd shit on AEW but I'll give AEW one credit is that they do buy rights to songs yeah um but Darby Allen I kind of like it because I am 
I am. I was in a grunge band. I was a grunge. I lived in. God, not proud. Was a fucking. Literally had everything grunge, in the night early nineties and late eighties. So like I, I, to me, Darby Allen was real grungy and I, I liked it. That's why I'm more drawn to Darby Allen. I love grunge music too, so I I can definitely feel and respect that. I don't know if you say Pearl Jam one more time, we're gonna fight. Well, <laughs> that's no. how he Pearl. No, no, no. Compared to like Alice in Chains and freaking. Yeah, when you said even Fly, like when you say even Fly, I I bit my tongue to say his song. <laughs> oh shit, it is a good song. Fuck, Don't fuck even. Pro Jam. Don't even. No, um, I was gonna say I'll give an honorable mention too to friggin' Adam Cole's AEW theme, all about the boom. Because I like their I like the NXT song, but they're but yeah, but I do enjoy the the AEW one as well. You know it's all about the boom. boom, baby. Yeah. So now that that out that one definitely hits. You know, yeah, I give it to it, it has been growing on me a lot, yeah. Uh, it's a good song. I think the same people that did that song did Alice, uh, Malachi Black song in, in NXT. Because if you listen to it and you listen to Malachi Black, uh, mm-hmm. when it was Alex or Black's music in NXT, it's kind of, it's a little, you can hear similarities in the mm-hmm. in the rhythm, and, and I think it's the same band that does both. I mean, dude, like, but it's so hard to like put... You know, great theme songs. I mean, we can go on and on and on. I mean, good God, look at, like I said, six hours of songs. Like, it's just Jeez, so originally freaking many of them. It's yeah. like, we got to do a top five. Like, we, yeah, but, we, we, could thing, do, uh, it, we could do a three-hour show just on You can have great themes. songs, but then there's those iconic ones that that you can look back on and be like, okay, these are the ones that are, like, this is going to be, like, memorable stuff. You know, like, you're not going to you remember, like, like, half these songs, when people came out, you, except for half Kurt List, because... People weren't fucking cheering for uh, Rick Martel, so you can hear the song. <laughs> That's just a personal favorite. Right? <laughs> I, just, uh, I don't know, like if you want to talk about, I mean, all right. But a lot, a lot, iconic, lot of iconic songs. A lot of iconic songs. You don't hear the songs. Think about but it. But not too many of them have words. Well, no, 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 no. But that's the thing. But even like, let's say, like, like I said, like when you when Jericho comes out now, like with with uh, Walls of Jericho back in the day. You don't hear the song because people just oh, yeah. pop. Yeah. Same thing like back in the day with um, if you go back in the Silverdome when Hogan came out with Real America, you really couldn't hear it because that crowd just started doing a, like the wave of sound was like following him. So it's just like when no one, like Stone Cold, you, like I said, you hear the glass break, you don't hear the rest because the the pop is just so loud and, and carries for a long period. Perfect thing is. Who really heard Cody Rhodes' uh, song when he came out this past uh, WrestleMania? Oh, yeah, you heard the wrestling, you heard the wrestling has more than one royal, royal family, family, and then boom! You didn't hear shit. You didn't hear shit. Just yeah. like in Cardiff with with Edge, you did not hear the song. If you say you heard his theme song, you're lying because that crowd you heard it because they sang the entire song. They sound they sang so loud that you didn't even hear nothing that was coming out of the speaker. And that to me is iconic. That's iconic type of stuff. Like when you hear Ric Flair, you normally remember back in the day, and you hear the crowd just like <sighs> you hear the uproar because it's the um, the so man's the, the, the good thing about this though is that like everybody's gonna have their list of iconic wrestling themes, and it's like I know we hit on a few that I'm sure people listening to the podcast will be like, oh, yep, nope, that's definitely on the list or whatever, but then there's going to be those that they're like, well, oh why the hell God. wasn't this song Everything's on the list? So subjective. Was... I know, you could be like, but, well, why was it 
because you just think of like top stars or whatever decade and think of their songs you're like oh well you could say this guy and you can just keep going and going and going that's why we came out with a, a six hour fucking playlist like you just <laughs> and start... it's on Spotify you can look it up it is the I want to say it's the Raging Marks well, we have one that was like Raging Mark's playlist, and there was one that was like no, it's top the, twenty or it's whatever. The Raging or the Mark's 20. podcast yes, theme show, sure. and, and it's six hours and thirty-two minutes long, and it just it is un. I mean, like God, see, find it and like it. It's on. It's on my profile. Rampage Ram. It's on my. It's actually my profile is Rampage Ramsey. I forgot to name my fucking profile that. <laughs> But it's on Rampage Ramsey's profile. You go ahead and like it. Like I said, six hours, 32 minutes. Probably going to get longer because we're going to add stuff to it. And I think you can see actually who wrote, who put what in the song. I, I think when you go look at it, hopefully from the outside you can look at it. Well, if you see R, it's Randy. If you see K, it's TNK. Well, no, you you see me. It's a picture of me and, and my, my oh, goddaughter. Okay. But... As you can tell, the first song on the fucking list is Alter Bridge. Alter Bridge, Middlingus. But like that's that's the 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 final five playlist. That that one's a private one. That that's not a. Yeah, I mean one. obviously because you're gonna be like some fans are gonna be like you didn't have the NWO. It's like sometimes you can't. A lot of things you can't find it on Spotify. We're using Spotify, so we're we're limited. And I don't want to play Jimi Hendrix Voodoo Child because it's not. Voodoo Child, it has some of the, the um, I thought that's kind of the cheating. chords and some of the chords in it. It's not, it's different. Yeah. Um, but like, and also didn't like I, I could have put, I could put like the Sandman's. It was it's Enter cheating. the Fucking Sandman. It's fucking Enter Sandman Metallica. That's cheating. But to me, his his it was more about the appearance of. Of the Although entrance because it takes it takes fucking thirty minutes. It takes three packs of cigarettes, and and three uh, six packs to go through the freaking thing. Twenty five minutes later, and also, but like, well, the EC didn't pay for the wait, rights wait, to wait, songs. Did, did we, didn't we uh, do an episode? I think the same man still walking to the ring. He might still be. <laughs> he might still be. All these months later, he's still, still walking, walking to the ring. Now that's what made ECW so cool is they didn't have to license songs. So when you had obviously Sammy coming out to Metallica, you had Robin Dan coming out to Pantera, which was awesome. It fits his character. Tommy Junior came out with Man in a Box. Yeah, Man in a Box, mm-hmm. Alice in Chains, and then also uh, you know uh, Spike Dudley came out to a Highway to Hell, uh, Balls Dudley, another ACDC song. Uh, She's got big balls. Like, you just had all these guys coming out. Raven coming out to, uh, he had the number, but it was like a different. I was, I was you know what, I was, and I was, I think we got caught up, burned up. I was going to give a point to AEW about, about their, about the songs, but, um, they're buying the rights for the songs because, like, when they did, uh, Jungle Boys. Yes. And they bought those rights. It was like, oh, yeah, it's great. I'm be like, sitting there, I'm like, this is a fucking wrestling theme song. Like, I was like, you know, it's a kind of song. Like, who would think. I mean, if it's his talk, character, yeah, the who, crowd is singing. Who do you think John Moxley is coming out with to? Uh, oh, wild thing. To wild thing. It's just like thing. to me, just the, I like the them buying those rights and getting it out, and, and I, I like it, you know, because some of the some sometimes some you start on these independent scenes, you start with the little with your. You get away with that. I mean, song. Brian Danielson did the final countdown. Was like his Ring of Honor song, wasn't it? Like it mm-hmm. was. I knew he did in the Indies, but now you can buy the rights to the song. Well, not always. Because it's super expensive. If it has to, you have to be over and it has to fit your character in the bottle song. I want to, um, so real quick, off your head, because I didn't want you to prepare for this. 
what song, if you're a wrestling, what song would you come out to? You're an independent wrestler. What song would be your entrance song? Oh, my God. So you totally get prepared for this one. I should have Dude, you know what? Dude, you know what? Because I, 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 I waver on this from time to time because I actually do have that conversation with myself. If I had a theme that I was going to come out mm-hmm. to, what would it be? And you know what? I, I guess I think back to the days when you and I would do backyard wrestling in grade school, uh-huh. especially in the late 90s, early 2000s. And I think for me, it, it still would maybe ring true today. Bubba Sparks Ugly. I you know I don't know why, don't know why, it just to me it it, it it kick it kicks that nostalgia gear. I don't know like I actually got those VHSs. I gotta go review some of those to see because I came out to um, everybody jump jump House of Pain. That was my theme song back then. You're talking like yeah. you know late. Mid- are you, late are you having to look it up? Boba Spark. It's a good boxing song for like the knockouts. Yeah, the chorus hits. I give you that one. Yeah, these they do boxing montage and dudes get knocked out to this because the whole symbolism. Shit, I choose to rhyme. Rhyming chose me, so I hit the track running like a nosebleed. I could see you coming out to this. But it's much I want to get to the chorus. Let's get to the chorus. So you said house of pain. Well, I mean that was what it was. But for me personally, if I had to pick a song, you put me on the spot. I'm gonna go with filter. Welcome to the fold would probably be me. Just it's heavy. I mean, I could probably think of something better. You gotta give me some time, but I, this song was the first song that came to my mind. If there, if there was maybe another one, because as soon as you start singing, I would just here's, here's what I come out the ramp, and I would just be running to the ramp, and then I'd just be jamming my head down. I probably would be drinking beers with this song too while I'm walking down the ramp. Fuck yeah. So I'm like, uh, I was actually at a backyard wrestling league back in the 90s. And actually, my entrance song was Metallica's Wherever I Roam. Nice. Good Just like the, the optics, because I was like, you could do so many things with a strobe light, fireworks, pyro, mm-hmm. with just the entrance of the song. And plus, I was... In a tag team, we're very successful. And then when we did our little angle to split up and go against each other, it was like, "Fuck you! I'm just gonna do all my thing." I was about to say, did y'all come out to this as a tag team? And then, no. And then when you broke away, did you Roman Reigns that song? And you were like, "Nope, this is mine." No, this was. No, this was this was after when we broke up as a tag team. It was my single song. There we go. Great song. I know that I was gonna. Now you get me thinking of another song I could even call as a theme song for Metallica. I was gonna say if there was another song that I'd maybe pick, it probably would be Rock of Ages. Oh, Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Yep. Okay. It'd probably be another one. Be up there if I could. If I could pull a Tony Khan and just buy the rights, you know. I would probably do Metallica's uh, "Devil's Dance" uh, on their SNM album. 
Because it's the orchestra playing with it, just badass. You know, you know what? Speaking of Metallica, though, the, and thinking of wrestling themes, I didn't like it when Sting adopted "Seek and Destroy" in WCW. Like the, the, this is like around ninety nine, two thousand, or whatever, like that. He started coming out to that. I never really got behind it. I like nah. the song. I just yeah. never got behind it with Him Sting. doing it. Yeah, I'm kind of drawing a blank on that. One. I kind of vaguely remember it, but yeah. Just no. Didn't resonate with me. I was gonna say, Ramsey, you twiddling away there. What we no, I was, I was, no, I was getting a question about Wildcat uh, wrestling. They're asking me when's the next uh, uh, matchup. Oh well. I guess uh, that kind of does it for wrestling themes. I think we kind of hit on all the hot points. You did. Talk about our personal faves. Del- delved like real personal talking about if we were wrestling. No, I enjoyed that. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. I, think, I like it. I don't I like, like you guys preparing for things because I like bringing up questions. Be like, all right, be on the spot. Say something. Boom. First thing to mind. Like, you came up. Came up above. Boom. Came out. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I mentioned Bubba Sparks and you had to. You gave me the side. You're like, what? I'm st- <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking says Bubba Sparks? Yeah, I know, right? That's I literally ball. fucking signed autographs that with Bubba Sparks back in the early nineties, <laughs> early early two thousand. Kevin, Kevin, actually, no shit. Bourbon Street, one Mardi Gras. This drunk girl came up to us, asked goes, "I need to get your autograph. I gotta get autographs of Ruben Stutter and Barbara, Bubba Sparks. They're on Bourbon Street together. This is shit crazy." I'm like, "Fuck it, whatever," because I used to. Had my head cut, shaved back, and See, I was a little bit bigger. But like the but other, I was just short. I was like, I'm a, this bitch is fucking drunk because I was a fucking short ass motherfucker. The other interesting thing too, though, is like going back to going back to college or whatever. I, I had an alter ego that I kind of come up with. It started with like radio DJing or whatever like that. That like I, I had adopted the nickname Booty Randazzo. Okay, that that was like radio name whatever like that. Whatever, because I mean. My nickname was Booty, you know, last name Boudreau. And then, like, I'd also get Randazzo from people a lot, too. So I just smushed them together, and that was, like, my alter ego, so to speak. So when Bubba Sparks' Miss New Booty came out, and you had the whole booty, 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 booty rocking everywhere, everybody would hear that song and immediately start pointing at me or whatever like that. So that was another song that, for whatever reason, started got stuck to me or whatever. But, like, to me, though, as, like, a wrestling theme, I didn't think that that would work. Or just... That just no, especially it's Miss New Booty. Nah, nah, nah. But again, too much of the booty man. That's right. <laughs> well, I guess on this note, I guess we'll end it. Uh, TK um, stepped away for stepped a moment. away to go to I guess to the bathroom. Someone else should have stepped away earlier. <laughs> Shit. So, like, highlights of our show, we got wrestling themes, and we got crop dusted like a motherfucker in this small-ass room. I like to give a shout-out to Five Happiness, who, uh, you know, back in the day used to be so good. Now, uh, no, not as much, but uh, powerful gas. I'll give it that. <laughs> God damn. No, no, no. No, we're talking about a recap. doing a recap. Um, <laughs> but uh, for this episode, we're done. Uh, next episode, um, if we get in time for our before Royal Rumble, we do have our Raging Rumble two coming up. Um, we're going to discuss that right now after the after the show to get the who's 
So get the layout down. The layout everything. everything down, and then we can at least talk, or at least give them an idea of what the premise was, though, going into this rumble. So basically, it's I gave them a list of can't be anyone who won it or was in the final four of any of the Royal Rumbles. So I made a list. I think it was like 40, 60 something names. It was a pretty list. big list. Um, so you had to choose from any from any organization, from anything. I gave a limit. Only three AEW uh, participants could be in a, in a Rumble. Five from WCW. Five from ECW. And then Randy threw a whole fucking threw a wrench in the thing, and so oh, I got New Japan. We had two slots for two slots for uh, T, TNA wrestlers, and then Randy threw a slot. Well, I got five uh, five from New Japan. Three. Right. I had three from New Japan. Th- th- you had five. Yeah, well, like two two uh, two of them. It's like AEW. They they've also competed in New Japan. I mean, yeah, but gave it so that threw another little wrench. So. Got to revise a little thing, but um, we got our we got our list um, th- to get in, and now we just have to slim it down and put it through, and then I can start ran- randomizing everything and doing something, and then and then on the other hand too, we got a, a second celebrity one that's going to be a surprise. Um, so there's going to be two rumbles next week. Oh. Um, it's a surprise one. It's going to be a fun and lighthearted one. Doesn't any? It, it's just something I just put up. I don't know why I did it. I just did it. No, you produce well, the show. Out. I mean, hey, you, you do what you want, right? I had five days off, and this is what <laughs> I did. I literally bought a fucking book on 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 Amazon, looked it, read the whole thing, and then picked thirty names. Hmm. And I'll I'll go into more off air be a surprise for the audience next week um but for um, the raging marks podcast i'm rampage uh, ramsey ravishing randy i'm cnk and we're all out see you next time oh shit the mouse don't work no. <laughs> i love this